0: We're going to go ahead and launch into part two of what we spoke last week, and um, I wanted to say this to you, if you weren't here last week, or if you hadn't, haven't heard this message, I taught out of Mark chapter five, but I can almost guarantee you, you haven't heard it taught the way it was taught last week, and God gets the credit for that, but um, I would really encourage you to go ahead and listen to it, and uh, you can do that. You can subscribe to our podcast. or are working overtime to get that populated with everything we've ever taught. And, um, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Now, if you go to the YouTube channel, you're going to hear everything. If you go to the podcast, you just get the sermon. But please listen to the teaching out of Mark chapter 5 last week. The, um, you can't hear enough messages about faith. That's right. Faith can change your world. y'all believed it I think I'd have got a few more amens your faith listen your faith is not deficient it may be underdeveloped but it's not deficient because the faith that you have is the faith of the living son of God he gave you his faith you may you may need to develop it to greater levels in fact you need to develop it to greater levels but your faith is not second-rate, it's not, it's not dime-store faith, it's blood-bought faith. It's, your faith can change your world. Yes. And beyond that, your faith can change the world. Yes. Everyone sitting in this sanctuary, everyone watching us on TV, everyone watching us online, your faith can change the world. Yes. You are a world-changer. Yes. Amen. You can change your world just by developing your faith. Yes. Now I, last week when we taught out of Mark chapter 5 we covered some very important steps but I need to say this to you. You cannot possibly teach faith in a single service. No, sir. In fact men like Kenneth Hagin spent their lives teaching faith and didn't exhaust the subject. Amen, Kenneth Copeland teach his whole life teaching faith and when he dies he will not be done you understand what i'm saying faith is massive faith is you need to develop your faith because it's only by faith that you're going to please god and i'm going to tell you straight up your prosperity is tied to his pleasure and he is pleased when we walk in faith right And so we we, and listen, all of the promises of God are by grace, but you can't access anything of grace apart from you ain't never gonna get it because you deserve it. Uh No, sir. You're gonna get it only by faith. You know, I never used to understand it when Brother Hagin used to tell us, starve your doubts and feed your faith. I do now. Yes, sir. Because well, listen, anything you and I need to be on a strict faith diet anything anything that detracts from our faith diminishes our faith belittles our faith you need to eliminate it from your diet that means there are some people in your life you're gonna need to tell them you ain't on my plate baby because faith comes by hearing the word not the doubters the complainers the doomsayers amen Amen, so we need to develop our faith, and over the next few weeks, that's what we're going to be working on. Last week, out of Mark chapter 5, I just, just as a matter of saying this, we, we uncovered the woman with the issue of blood, what she did to get to her immediately. We said this, that she did three things. She heard, faith comes by, she said, I believe, therefore I. The Bible pays the worst type of insult to silent faith. It ignores it. Silent faith is not biblical faith. You might hear some people, you know, I'm not into all that confession stuff, but I believe in my heart. No, you don't. You don't, you don't believe. Yeah, why? Because whatever you believe, you'll say. Everyone does it. Everyone says what they believe. If we believe the right things, we'll say the right things. So she heard, and she said, and number three, she acted. And we discovered that in her story, when she heard, she said, and she acted, she received her immediately. Now, commonly we call these the suddenlies. How many of y'all like the suddenlies? Everyone likes the suddenlies. We yearn for the suddenlies. We pray for the suddenlies. We sing for the suddenlies. And she got her suddenly. In fact, there are two suddenlies suddenly or immediately she knew she was healed of her affliction her body changed and i shared with you last week and i don't want to do it again because i don't want to leave you in too much awe but she broke into her james brown song for those of you who are wondering how did she break into a james brown song it came up out of her spirit i feel good i knew that i would it's so good. It's so good. I touched him. See, you think, you, think, you think that James Brown, he came from heaven. She got her immediately. Immediately, Jesus turned. And this is a great faith lesson. But here's what I said earlier. You can't cover every aspect of faith in one lesson, nor can you in one story. And this is, listen, this is the reason why the Bible gives us faith stories from many different times and from many different people. And no two faith stories are the same. Have you ever discovered that? In fact, if you read Hebrews 11, there's a lot of people listed in what we call the Hall of Fame of Faith. But some of them would have appeared to be faith failures. That's right. That is right. The reason I'm saying this is this. When we hear a story like Mark chapter Uh 5, we want the suddenlies. Mm -hmm. And people will get excited. And sometimes we do get the suddenlies. Right? Robin shared Robin hunted me down to share with me her suddenly. Danced in the hallway. And I know a few weeks ago, Lori got healed during worship. It's wonderful. And and, and I I don't know who said it before. We said it in the back room that people, or was it Miss Betty said it? People would get healed with no hands being laid on them. The presence of God just bringing healings. And that's the way it ought to be. And we're grateful for the suddenlies. But here's the question. What if, Pastor, I do all the right things, I hear the right things. I say the right things. And my faith moves me to action. And so I come to church early and I get down there and I dance just like Cleve does. Yes, sir. I, I, I move like Cleve. I dance like Cleve. I shout like Cleve. But nothing happens. I don't get my suddenly. What now? Now we look at another lesson. Because see, there's a man in the Bible that is held up for all time as a study of faith. And when you read his story, there's not one immediately. There's not one single suddenly in his life, and yet he is held up and actually called the father of faith. Because see, when we get the suddenly, that's wonderful and we ought to give him praise. But what if we don't get our suddenly, what do we do? Do we grow weary? Go home and cry and say, well, I ain't going to church no more because that preacher told me if I would hear and say and act, I'd get. I'm going to tell you something else. Sometimes it don't always happen quickly. But there is a way to survive the season of waiting. Amen? Listen, before I... This is one of the things that we got to be careful and I'm always careful to do it. I try not to do it We need to always be aware Faith ain't a formula Right, so when we say like hear say and act that ain't a formula One of the things that I've discovered over time is God will never allow you to render him down to a formula That you can repeat mindlessly without passion and without reliance faith will always require passion because faith works by love faith will always bring you into a deeper reliance upon god faith ain't mindless it ain't Mm -hmm. apathetic it's not it's not like a coke machine you go up and it used to be a quarter i don't even know how many quarters you got to put in now but i'm sure it's more than one you got to put blink 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 but let's just say it's two quarters probably ain't two quarters six of them you gotta drink some water So you plunk, 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 plunk. That's a lot of plunking. And you plunk and you push and you get, but you don't got to think about it. That ain't faith. Faith will always be you're relying upon God. Father, what would you have me do today? It requires that you interact and you rely upon and you lean into and you listen. So when any, any preacher, including myself, if we ever present an operation of the kingdom as a formula, that you do this and this is gonna happen 100% of the time for everybody, we either wrong or we lying. Because just cause it worked once doesn't mean it'll work every time. Amen, sir. Amen. And just cause it worked for one person that way, doesn't mean now that's a doctrine of the kingdom and everybody who puts a thousand dollar offering in is gonna break the back of poverty no some of y'all can do it for ten dollars some of y'all can do it for one dollar some of you is gonna require many thought it's what he tells you it's not what worked at one time for that one preacher you hearing me so whenever we teach on faith and we say well you do this this and this that's not a formula that's a lesson One small lesson in a much broader subject. Okay? So when we say you do this, this, and suddenly it'll come, well, then what if it doesn't? That's good Take your time, work it out. You know, some of you, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here, but some of you know about six years ago, seven years ago maybe, I was out riding my Harley and uh, felt like I got stung in the ear by a beat didn't know what it was it just felt like something stung me three days later I'm in an MRI machine and I had a viral attack and a bacterial attack hit me at the exact same time and the, I think it was the morning love wasn't it the morning you took me to the hospital that my face dropped trying to get the story right or the day before That day, the day we were going to go to the hospital, when I woke up, it looked like I'd had a stroke. The entire left side of my face looked like it was made out of melted wax. I mean, I look at the pictures and I, you know, I may joke about it, but I, I ain't never deemed myself beautiful, but that was flat ugly. You know, I mean, my lips were, to preach, I had to hold up my jaw like this and preach out of this side of my mouth because I had no nerves on this side of my face that were alive. the the viral infection, according to the doctors, killed my nerves and my face, so it all dropped. And um, they said it was incurable because nerves don't regenerate. And and I'm saying this for a reason. I would have loved to just spoke the name of Jesus and my face popped back up. Would have loved it. And I had people that I call friends and admire get into my face, Cleveland, they say, well, I thought you believed in healing. If you believe in healing, why does your face still look like that? And what I wanted to say, I didn't say it, so don't judge me. I'm just telling you what I wanted to say. But I held the flesh in check. I wanted to say my face is like this because of a viral attack. Your face is like that because of a birth defect. You want to talk, but I didn't. I I was sweet. I wanted, but I didn't. You know, the Bible says be angry and sin not. What I would tell them is, you see, this means nothing because I still believe he is my healer. And if I go to the grave with a face that's fell down, it won't matter. If I have to preach like this the rest of my life, it won't matter because Jesus is my healer. And every day when I look in the mirror, I confess in that mirror, Father, thank you for the restoration of my face that I have a full smile yet again. I still ain't there but i'm getting there yeah. amen so the reason i'm saying that is some of us that thing that we need that thing we're believing for we are going to have to go through a season our faith has got to be stronger than the clock or the calendar right so we got to be careful we never compare ourselves amongst ourselves this is the rabbit trail I'm chasing down. You can't look at someone you think has got it all together and say, well, if my faith was better, I'd have it together like no, they sir. do. No, sir. Don't compare yourself don't, to the preacher on TV. Don't, do don't compare yourself to the neighbor. Come on, man. You, you following me? Yes, sir. Because listen, hear me when I say this. Faith is lived in a community, yes. but it's walked out individually. Yes. Ain't nobody taking the same faith journey you're taking. So don't compare yourselves amongst each other. The only standard of faith is Jesus Christ. You hearing me? So just because your manifestation doesn't come as quickly as somebody else's, doesn't mean you're deficient. I wish I could give you every reason why. I don't know every reason why, but I do know this, your faith has got to be stronger than your trial and the only way your faith is going to be stronger than your trial is you cannot use a clock or a calendar as the foundation of your faith. The foundation of your faith must be the character of Jesus Christ. If you're going to out survive a season, you got to forget about the clock, you got to forget about the calendar, and you got to forget about everyone else's timetables. Because we live faith collectively. But we walk faith individually. And so I won't judge your faith walk. You don't judge mine. For as long as we're all moving. Amen. So I want to go ahead and jump into Abraham with a few moments that I have left. I want to give you another example because we, you know, once again, if the suddenlies happen, we rejoice in them. But even if they don't, we still have a lot of reasons to rejoice. Amen. And we can make it. Our faith is greater than our circumstances. Yes. So if you would, go with me to the book of Romans. We're going to start reading in chapter 4, in verse 18. And as, you're, as it's going up on the screen or you're turning there, you know I said this to you, Abraham had no recorded suddenlies. It's never written, and suddenly Sarah bore Abraham a child. That's just not in the Bible. There's there's no suddenlies in Abraham's life. And yet Abraham is called the father of faith. So how did he do it? How did he survive? Verse 18 of Romans chapter 4, reading it to you out of the New Living Translation. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Let me say that again, even when there was no reason, even when there was no reason, not a single reason, there was nothing in his life that would give him hope. Can anyone relate? Have you ever been in a situation where you look around and there ain't nothing in your life that gives you reason to hope? If our God is greater than that hopeless situation and our faith is based on His character, a.k.a. His word, then our faith is greater than that hopeless situation. In fact, if we are walking by faith, there is no such thing as a hopeless believer. You might be in a hopeless situation, but you ain't a hopeless believer. Believer, Because you come from the line of Abraham. And the Bible says when there was no reason for hope. He kept hoping. One translation says it this way. He hoped against hope. Because there was something in Abraham's heart that he had hid away that was greater than the barrenness of Sarah's womb. There was something that Abraham had hid in his heart that was greater than the gray hair on Sarah's head. There was something that Abraham had hid in his heart that was greater than the old man he had become. Abraham's an amazing... He's he's just as valid a lesson of faith as was the woman with the issue of blood. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen? Believing... Let's keep reading. Believing that he would become the father of many nations. Why? Abraham, why would you believe such a thing? Your wife has always been barren, even when she was young and vivacious. I mean, when Sarah turned heads, whiplash. She still couldn't have children. And now she old. And Abraham, you old, so you too old. Come on, brother. Why would you believe that you'll ever? Have you ever had anyone? What you think you're going to be rich one day? Why are you believing? You think you're going to be whole? You think your children are going to come back? Oh yeah. Priest, brother. Why? For God had said. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. sir. Oh, but. Brother Miller, I ain't never heard the voice of God. Don't you got this? Yes, sir. This is the voice of God. Yes, sir. Spoken in every dialect and tongue of man, but it is still the voice of God. God. For God has said, Uh and that's what changed that. For God said, that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. Now remember last week I told you that the word hope, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Are y'all following me this morning? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That that word hope, it means to wait for salvation with joy and full confidence. With joy and full confidence one preacher years ago said it this way it means to wait and to look with an outstretched neck and I like that that I like that definition of to wait to hope, look with an outstretched neck and I want to I want to paint the picture this way for you imagine you're walking down the pier in Charleston and there's a person standing there leaning out over the water stretched out looking for something they're they're so stretched out you're afraid they're going to fall in and so you walk up to them and you say what are you looking for and they said i'm looking for my ship my ship's about to come in and when my ship comes in everything's going to change because my ship is so heavy laden with treasure it comes from a land called Glory. And it's so heavy laden, it can barely float. But I got word, it's almost here. It's just over the horizon. So what he's doing is he's standing down on the water with an outstretched neck looking. He's looking for a ship, cause you don't see nothing yet. But pretty soon he expects to see a dot on the horizon. But here's the cool thing. When he tells you what he's waiting for, he's almost singing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. You see, because that's what faith-filled people do. They sing before they see. Yeah. 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 They laugh when they don't yet have. Yeah. And they dance when there ain't no music. Uh-huh. But they have a sense of undeniable expectation. Yeah, and they're looking, knowing, I can't see it yet but it's right there, it's coming over the horizon. And when it gets here, everything's gonna change. Not only am I gonna be blessed, but every person who comes near me is gonna get blessed because it's gonna be overflowing. This is what it means, so while you're waiting, you don't yet see, you don't yet have, but if you trust the report that it's coming, We used to sing in the church, whose report will you believe? Because see, there's always contradictory reports. There's the report that says you're going to die. And then there's the report that says with a long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Whose report are you going to believe? There's always a report that says it's incurable. Then there's another report that says, I made the nerves, I can fix the nerves, I'm the healer of the human body. Whose report are you gonna believe? There's the report that says they're gonna repossess your car, they're gonna take away your house, they're gonna take away everything that you own. There's another report that says he is your El Shaddai, he is your provider. Whose report are you gonna believe? believe? because it is written, be it done to you according to your faith. So when we believe the ship is coming in because we believe the person that gave the report, even when we can't see it. In my head, I'm already spending the money. In my head, I'm already alleviating the suffering of the people around me. Because in my head, I see myself being a blessing. Mm. So Abraham believed when there was no reason. Let's keep reading. Verse 18, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Well, let me, I'm going to change this up a little bit, okay? Would you allow me to do this? Yes, I'm going I'm to kind of compound Verses 18 through 21. And I'm going to take snippets of each verse and listen to this. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. And Abraham's faith did not weaken. Abraham never wavered in believing. Believing that he would become the father of many nations. His faith grew stronger because he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Did you get that? Yes, sir. That's what all of those verses say about Abraham. Abraham survived a season without growing weaker. Yes, sir. That's uncommon. Because far too many saints, if it takes too long, they give up. Yes, sir. If it doesn't happen suddenly, they grow weary. Yes, sir. And they go away. And and many will quote, and it's a true hope deferred. Pastor makes the heart sick. Can I remind you? that that's an old testament verse it's still i i want want to say something to you here that's an old testament verse written by a man who was not born again nor filled with the holy ghost nor had jesus christ come yet to fulfill every promise so in the natural hear me in the natural when you're trusting the clock or the calendar and your hope is deferred which just does not mean to be denied It simply means to be delayed. Your heart grows sick. Because if you're looking in the natural, you're going to have natural responses. So if I'm only looking at natural things, be it a clock or a calendar, I'm going to respond in a natural way. My heart's going to get sick. But if I realize Solomon, as great as he was, wasn't born again, and I is. Jesus Christ has already come. So I am not a natural man. I am a Spiritual man, so I don't look at things naturally I look at things spiritually on, to look at the promises of God Spiritually like Abraham did means I don't look at the clock or the calendar or any other thing. I look at God's character Amen. The corner st- is this okay this morning yes, the cornerstone of faith is his character Do you believe that God is able to do everything he said he would do? No matter what your predicament, no matter what your age, no matter where you are, no matter how many mistakes you've made, do you count him faithful? Is he who promised faithful? If he's faithful, you see, let me say this. I'm taking so many rabbit trails. The thing about a clock, it's always changing. You ever notice that? Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, and sometimes it's going sideways. The thing with a calendar is it's forever flipping. Kind of reminds me of what was written in the book of James. That if there's a man who's like the waves of the sea, he's up, he's down, he's sideways, doesn't know what he believes, he's hot one day, cold the next... The Bible says, let not that man expect that he will receive anything from God. Because God wants us to be consistent. Because unlike the clock that's forever going around and the calendar that's forever flipping, God's character is forever the same. He is God when you're 25. He's God when you're 35. He's God when you're 85. And if He's the one fulfilling the promise, it doesn't matter what's changed in your life because ain't nothing changed in His. You see, look at, we can't look at the natural and walk in the supernatural. We ain't never going to accomplish spiritual things in a natural manner. If we want to walk in the spirit, the supernatural, yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God, we have to set our eyes on spiritual things, looking unto Jesus. Isn't that what the Bible says? Looking unto Jesus. Everyone say it with me. Looking unto Jesus. So when the waves are rolling, where are you looking? When the wind is blowing, where are you looking? Looking. When the envelopes with the red letters that says past due, come in, where are you looking? When the doctor's report is issued to you and it ain't good, where are you? When we keep our eyes on Him, we will walk in a spiritual manner. And we'll we'll experience supernatural things. Abraham was able to survive the season of waiting because he wasn't looking at his body. In fact, one translation says it this way, he considered not. He was aware of it, but he didn't consider it. Why? Because there was something greater than his environment. And that was his God. Is this okay? Our faith has got to be focused on his character. I thought I had it. Put up, um, do you have, can you put up uh, Romans chapter 4 verse 18 and let's just read the whole, all the way through 21. Can you do that, Sister Fowler? Give her a second to do that. While she's doing that, this is what I want to say to you. And we're, This won't be too long because we've got to honor the grads. But God is always working, even when we don't see it. Yeah. Even when we don't see it, God is working. And yeah. yesterday, while I was meditating on this, I saw something about Abraham. Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, is when he received two things from God. Yes, sir. If you're taking notes, right there. In Genesis chapter 12, we received two things from God. The blessing and a promise. He didn't receive the promise until Genesis 21. Between Genesis 12 and Genesis 21 were 25 years. While Abraham was waiting for his one thing, God was still doing something. Yes, sir. Because in Genesis 13, this is such an important point. I want you to get, see every one of us have one thing. Some of us have many things. But in every life, no, keep that up. In every life, there's one thing that everyone wants. Yes. That's our breakthrough. That's our relationships. That's our healing. There's one thing we're waiting on. But we need to be very careful that while we're waiting on the one thing, we're not fooled into believing God is doing no thing. Because God is always doing something. And we can lose sight of the something that God is doing when we're waiting for the one thing that we're believing for. Because see, Abraham was waiting on his heir his child, his promised child, and he had to wait for 25 years, Genesis 12 to Genesis 21. But in Genesis 13, it says Abraham was very rich. You're all going to let this slip right on by you here. While he was waiting on the promise, the blessing that God gave him at the same time he gave him the promise, was in action. Abraham was waiting on the one thing, but God was doing something, and Abraham gave the blessing that he had received the credit for making him rich. Abraham said, God has made me. He didn't say, I've done it. He said, God did it. When did God do it? When God gave him the blessing. The blessing came at the same time as the promise. There may be one thing you're waiting on. But don't be deceived, even while you're waiting, God is up to something. And you can give Him praise for the something He's doing while you're waiting on the one thing. You following me? Because God is doing something, and that something ain't nothing. It's worth giving Him praise for. See, Abraham never, he wasn't seeking to be made rich. He was seeking and believing for his child, right. but while he was pursuing and believing for the one thing, see, we all, the, 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 our season of waiting is for the one thing. On, yeah. But God is always up to something. something. So the, the truth be told, you ain't never gone, you ain't never gone through a season when God was inactive in your life. Yeah, you may not have recognized, you may not have realized, you might not have given him an ounce of praise. But even while you were waiting and you're so focused on the one thing, I'm telling you straight up, God was up to something. Every day when you woke up, there was something He had done you could have given Him praise for. Every day when you walked through your day, there was something He did. There was a danger He saved you from. There was a provision He made. There was something you received that you ought not to have received apart from His grace. So even while we're waiting, get, get, you getting this? Yes, even while we're waiting on the one thing, and there may be a season of waiting for the one thing. But as I'm going through my season, day by day, week by week, month by month, I ain't never gonna grow despondent, I ain't never gonna grow depressed, and I ain't never gonna be belie- I ain't never gonna be deceived into believing God has abandoned me. Amen. Yes, Because if all I got was a new pair of shoes, those are fine shoes, bro. I'm going to give them praise. And I'm going to give those, listen, I'm going to give those shoes a name. They're my boogie woogie shoes. Because if God gave them, I'm going to use them to praise him. And so I'm going to put on. My boogie, woogie shoes. And I'm going to praise him with you. Because while he's doing something for me, he's doing something for you. And here, you know, here's the kicker. He got the promise and the blessing in Genesis 12. And in Genesis 13, he was already rich. I think, listen, I think God would do more if we would give him more praise. Yes, Recognition for what he's already done. So even when we're waiting on the one thing, well, how do we come into church? Depressed? Oh, pastor, I've been waiting for two weeks. Now what? So what? Yes, sir. I guarantee you, if we looked hard enough, we'd discover he was keeping you. Yes, sir. His grace never left you. His friendship, his love, his affection, his attention was never off of you. Amen. Never. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and go back to, we're going to bring this to a close. Go ahead and go back to Romans. And we're going to read all the way through to verse. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God said, Next verse. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith, I love this, Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing. The supernatural always is greater than the natural. There's a story, a little-known story in the Bible. You probably have never heard it. But an angel came to a little girl named Mary and said that she was favored and that she was going to conceive a child. You've never heard that story, have you? (laughs) There was a problem. Mary had never been with a man. And it doesn't matter whether you're a chimpanzee, a puppy, or a parrot... It always requires a male and a female. That's right. That's right. Always. Always. Unless God's word is greater than biology. For the word of the Lord came to her and said, you are going to conceive a child. She said, but I ain't never been with no one. She said, however, no matter, at your word, be it done to me according to what you said this is the way you and I we ought to say listen it don't matter it don't matter if I don't have a college education it don't matter if I come from the left side of the tracks it don't matter if there were no tracks where I was born it's not my history that controls my destiny it's his word what has God said it ain't no other it ain't biological, it ain't natural. It don't even necessarily need to make sense at His word. So because God had said, Abraham kept believing, go back to the verses. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. Hallelujah. He was fully convinced. That God is able to do whatever He promises. I'm gonna close with this one statement. This is a tweetable moment, don't let this go by. Expectation has no expiration. I like that one right there. Let me put it on my Facebook page first. Expectation, true biblical expectation. Has no expiration. Selah. Let that settle in. This is the truth. If my expectation is based upon his word, his promises, what he has told me in the prayer closet, what was prophesied to me truly in a prayer line, then my expectation recognizes no expiration. Doesn't matter how long it takes. So whether I find my living example in Mark chapter 5, and I get my suddenly, or I find my living example in Romans chapter 4, in the life of Abraham, it doesn't matter. Because I'm not measuring myself by what's going on in your life. I'm measuring myself by the progress I'm making toward my promise. You know. Because not everyone who looks like they got it together, got it together. This may this may surprise you but some people are fakes. Yes sir. Yes. Say it, they look like they got it all together yes, and they might call everything they got a faith car, a faith house, but the truth of the matter is it's Visa's car. Talk about it, it's man. Wells Fargo's Talk house. About it, man. I is it When we were going to Bible school, way back when. I knew several students, but one in particular that went out and bought a car they couldn't afford. Couldn't afford it, Come on, but their reasoning was, I can't go to Rama in a jalopy uh-huh. because then everyone's gonna don't think I don't have any faith. I gotta have a faith car, Come on, man. and they ridiculed our car. Look it Look it but our car was paid for, Jack. I might have had to do Fred Flintstone to get it up the hill, take my foot out and do this to get it up the, <laughs> but it was paid for. Say it. If we compare ourselves to others who we think got it together, you might be comparing yourself to a forgery. Yes. Say that loud. Say it loud. Say it loud. And if you become a copy of a fake, what's that make you? A fake. So I would rather become a copy of the real. That's him. Yes, sir. So I ain't, I ain't going to, listen, I ain't going to look at your life and feel superior, nor am I going to look at your life and feel condemned. I'm going to look to his life and know that he has, I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to preach this next week, that he has begun a good work in me. And he will complete it. It may take until he comes back, but he's going to complete the pattern he started in me. So I ain't looking to you. Don't you look at me. Let's all together put our eyes on. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, Father. Isn't God good? I mean, I tell you what, if we just get into the Bible and let the book speak to us, we'll never be defeated. We'll go through trials and we'll go through storms. You'll face a lion someday. You'll kill it. Then you'll face a bear, you'll smite it. I smiteth thee. That's King James. Then you'll face a Goliath. Every every foe, I'm feeling, lift your hands. Every foe that you will ever face has already been defeated. So stand your ground victoriously. Do not flee. Do not fear. Do not shrink back. For the victory is already won. And it's through the power of the sun. And so I say this to you again. Every foe you'll ever face is already defeated. Already. So when you're facing financial hard times know that poverty's already been defeated. Poverty is not a way of life for you. It's already defeated. When you're facing health issues, understand and realize every disease already defeated. Already defeated. Let that affect our attitude. We don't quake, unless it's in the Holy Ghost. We don't ever quake in fear. We don't shake in fear. We don't stand before an enemy believing that they have the capacity or the ability to take us out. They don't, because we are sons and daughters of the creator of everything that exists. God is our Father. Hallelujah, Father. Just lift your hands and say, I receive. receive Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Amen.